Welcome everyone to WRPX, your wrestling revolution podcast. I'm your host, Antonio Garza. And it is a beautiful day today. The sun is shining and there was a lot of wrestling on this weekend that we are going to talk about. We got Stardom, we got DDT, we got All Japan Pro Wrestling. And poof, there was so much of each promotion. And may as well just go into it. Um... I'm not going to go chronologically because all Japan was three days that we have to talk about. But the one, the first show that I do want to talk about is Stardom, the Cinderella Tournament 2021. The first day started this year. It will be a two day um, tournament. The first night was the, on the 10th of April. The second night will be all the way to the 30th. Um, I don't know exactly why they left so much time in between. But that's how they're going to do it. It was a really big uh, field this year. Uh, hence the, the why we had two, two uh, days. The first night was really just all first round matches and a dark match. And so let's go to it. Korakuen Hall, April the 10th. 600, about 600 people in the event. Um the show opened with Hina defeating Lady C. You know, this is your opener with the rookies. I actually thought this was a pretty bad match. Um, not that it was like, like there weren't botches or anything like that, but like you can tell that the women were just going through the motions. There was a lot of spots where the the other wasn't reacting to the strikes, for instance, and so it, it kind of hurt it. Uh, but I mean, it's okay. It's the opener. It's you know, it's your green wrestlers going at it you know like nothing against it the actual tournament starts with Himeka defeating Hanan so in this tournament we have three big replacements uh happening because of several different circumstances um the first one was uh Hanan is replacing Sayaida due to injury Ruaka is replacing B Priestley due to retirement and the last one was uh, Rina replacing Saki Kashima because I guess Kashima was just feeling unwell during that day. And so she got taken out. Uh, that one came off as a last minute call while the other two seemed to be like better prepared. But um, it's interesting, especially because as we're going to see, they may not have changed the booking for Rina. While they definitely probably changed it for Raka and and Hanan potentially, um, because so going back to the first match, Himeka defeated Hanan. There was it, it would have been Himeka versus Sayaida. There's a chance that Sayaida would have uh, defeated Himeka in this match, um, but indeed they went with Himeka. It was a good match. It was a good like opener ish. Uh, I really really like Hanan right now uh, she seems to be developing as a really good technician I really like her arm bars and so I was just like enjoying this Himeka is fantastic uh, she's just like she's so different and I love that about her uh, She, it's a treat to see her because when you go th down through the roster of, of New Japan like there's no one like her she's unique she's fantastic she's beautiful 
so I really enjoyed watching Himeka. On the second match, and this was actually, spoilers, my favorite match of the whole weekend. It was Micah defeating Konami. This was fantastic. It went under 10 minutes, but it was just like kicks and submissions. And then they had like a, a sound, like there was a lot of like, okay, so maybe just to explain really quick, the Cinderella tournament, the rules are that the matches are 15 minutes of length and then eliminations or, I mean, the, you can win by either pins or mission, obviously DQ or that stuff, or you can win by over the top rope elimination. And so there's a lot of matches that use the top rope elimination uh, to just get the decision out, which is something that protects the wrestler that is losing, but it also allows you to try different things with certain wrestlers, as we're going to see. Uh, and so this was this was one where Micah defeated Konami with an over-the-top rope elimination. Uh, they, they battled on the apron until Konami uh, dropped. And so... Obviously here, it protects Konami. Uh, it, it helps Micah because it's still a struggle to get the win uh, that way. And it's a type of thing that sets up like a rematch at any point. Like you can always go back and say like, I mean, you didn't pin me or submit me. You just won by because I slipped. And so that's something that we're going to be able to see in some of the matches. But yeah, Micah versus Konami was my favorite of the night and of the weekend. Uh... I, I, it's 10 minutes. Like you have no excuse to not go and watch it. I really enjoyed it. On the third match, we had Unagi Sayaka defeat Natsuko Tora, a big upset. And this is what I'm talking about. Uh, when you do over the top rope eliminations, you can defeat people like Tora by people like Sayaka. This is Sayaka's, I do believe this is Sayaka's first singles win in the promotion. And it was against Tora, and it was in a Cinderella tournament. I honestly had expected that Sayaka wasn't to get a, a big win until the Grand Prix. But since this was via over the top rope, don't be surprised if Sayaka gets her big pin at the Grand Prix. I think so. I think that's how it could go down. Um, but yeah, like this match, it was up and down. Um, Natsuko Tora's uh, offense is not always the best, but Sayaka is really good at selling. And Sayaka's like babyface comebacks tend to be really good. And so like I like parts of the match. And at the end, Sayaka won, like I said, with an over top rope elimination. Um, and so she advances, Tora is out. So good for Sayaka. Next up, we had Rina defeat Asumi. And this was the first. Uh, like the pre I guess the previous one was an upset, but this is the first one that like really really surprised me. Why? Because Rina was replacing Saki Kashima, and so this is where I think that they just straight up kept the same booking and said, "Rina, you're you're going to advance. Assuming you're staying, uh, you're staying like still in the same place." And the way this happened is that Asumi. Uh, she lost because Natsuko Tora was pulling on her leg and then Rina just delivered a dropkick. So they may be considering to build something where Asumi uh, against Oedo Tai. I don't know if that's like something that's going to happen right now because we do have Oedo Tai is just like right now involved in many places, but specifically stars. 
So I don't know why Asumi lost this match, especially against Rina, or it would have been Saki Kashima. Um, because to I, when the tournament started, I actually thought Asumi had a big, big chance to win the whole thing. Uh, now that she dropped the high-speed title, I would imagine it is in point to elevate her to the next uh, position, you know, start chasing the red or the white title. And so I figured, hey, winning the Cinderella tournament is not a bad place to start, and she can go and challenge uh, Tam Nakano probably. And, you know, like she may not win it, but she can challenge and in a big, big way. But no, uh, Asumi has been eliminated uh, because of Natsukutora and Rina. So Rina advances. Uh, so interesting. Next up, we had Starlight Kid versus Momo Watanabe. Also a fantastic match. The The story behind this match is that the last year, uh, Starlight Kid uh, lost to Momo Watanabe. Also in the first round of the Cinderella tournament. And she lost to the B driver. So... In this match, the whole story was Starlight Kid wanted to show that she has grown as a wrestler and that she won't fall to the B driver. And so, again, Starlight here, Kid here won with an over-the-top rope elimination. So, as you can see, we're seeing a lot of those. But I really like that they did, the, did that because... Um, so, like, the, the points here... If Starlight Kids wants to show that she has grown, she definitely grow because, I mean, she won. And when it came to the beat driver, Momo hit the beat driver and Starlight Kid kicked out. So that shows all of Starlight Kid's growth. In the same way, she didn't defeat like Watanabe via pin or submission, which was what Watanabe did last year. And so... Starlight Kid may have grown enough, but she hasn't grown enough to beat Watanabe via pin. And so I think this does a lot. You know, it grows. It shows that Kid is indeed uh, growing. Uh, she can advance. Obviously, Momo keeps losing her opportunities for championships. And so I have to imagine it leads to her just either breaking down or going heel or something. Um, but yeah, like I, this was good. Starlight Kid advances. And I mean, realistically, if Asumi lost, may as well just push Starlight Kid in this in this tournament. The next match was Mayu Watani defeating Fukigen Death. So obviously we all know what happened at the Yokohama Dream Cinderella. Fukigen Death lost and was forced to join Odatai. This is the first show that we've had uh, since that show. And so not a lot of people know what's going to happen with, with Gokiden Death, now renamed Fukigen Death. Uh, Mayu Watani hadn't seen her since. So at this point, we don't know if she is still a Stars member being imprisoned by Oedotai or has she gone full Oedotai. And so we come into the match and... It does seem like she is a prisoner because she's being dragged by Natsuko Tora and she's still wearing her gear, her previous gear, uh, but she has a slightly different face paint and she has an Oedotai t-shirt over her gear. And so we're all thinking like, oh man, like she's still a stars and, and Iwatani is just going to be like there for to help her and she's going to try to like, I don't know, like is she going to be able to be her? And so... 
they're building up like this story uh once the match once he not even like once the match starts once Iwatani makes it to the ring Goki again Fuki again death attacks Iwatani he she jumps her and she reveals that she is full of the tie she starts doing the other tie poses she starts teasing uh Mayu Watani that uh no wait wait I'm still Goki and death and boom she reverses into a body and a belly to belly suplex she has gone full heel at from what we see uh so Fukigen death is now definitely a heel um I I'm okay with this I I would need to see what like it's I don't think it's going to happen to CC because we're in the middle of a tournament and I don't know if Mayu Watani is going to do promos about Goki and Dev. But uh, hopefully she does and she just gives us her impression. I don't know if if this is going to become like a, a Naruto and Sasuke <laughs> story where Mayu Watani just wants to bring back uh, Goki and Dev to stars, even if it's by force, uh, which could be an interesting story for Mayu for sure. Um, but um for now we know that Watani defeated Goki and Dev. I'm Fuki and Dev. I'm I'm not accustomed to, to a new name. Uh this was under five minutes, so I think for for what it was supposed to be, I think it was the right amount of time. It really didn't need to go any further. Um nor Watani really needed to have like a big match with Fuki and Dev. Uh but yeah, it will be interesting to see um to see how it plays out. Uh my idea was that she was just going to stay as stars member being imprisoned and that was gonna motivate the rest of stars but uh we'll see how it goes uh maybe that story would have played out better if there wasn't a tournament in between and so it is what it is i think you could still could have told the story if you have fukigan death be ordered to to like submit or to get pinned by natsuko tora but um you know it is what it is. I we'll, we'll see where it goes. I I have faith in Stardom that they will do something good and compelling. Next up, we had Julia versus Ruaka. Julia defeated Ruaka, and as we know, Ruaka uh, replaced B Priestley. I have to imagine that this match was going to go this way. Julia was going to win, but I I wouldn't have expected that this would go as it went. This went less than five minutes, and I thought that. The layout and the idea of the match was pretty perfect. Uh, what we saw here was Ruaka, who is a rookie right now, a rookie of rookies. She's 16 years old, I think. Uh, and she's going against the former white belt champion, the great Julia, G.I. Julia. And so what we saw was a rookie desperate and desperate to win. And so... She jumps Julia. She's using her her size and power advantage uh, to keep Julia down. She's going for whatever type of elimination she can get, even over the top rope or pins or whatever. She's not allowing Julia to breathe. As soon as Julia gets five seconds to breathe, she recovers and takes on Raka, defeats her with a Northern Light Bomb. I thought this was great because it showed... Like a good story of Ruaka being desperate to win, a good story of Ruaka just like pushing, uh, like having a plan, you know, like and using her her attributes to take down a champion. And 
it wasn't just like Julia had a walk in the park. Like she was pushed, not necessarily to the limit, but she was pushed to like, hey, wake up. Because if you don't like get like fix this, she like Rock is going to eventually get her win uh, because it's just a matter of time. And so it had she had to wake up. Julia had to like just go into full gear at like zero to 60 and win the match. And it was like it, it made Julia sweat uh, because she was caught off guard. And I thought that was like a really, really interesting uh, idea. And the next match actually was really similar with the same idea of a desperate rookie going for everything that she can against the champion. So in this case, Utami Hayashishita defeated Mina Shirakawa. And so it was a similar story. Mina, uh, she is the rookie of the match, even though I think they they debuted at the same time. But, I mean, one right now is a champion. The other one just debuted for stardom. And so you have also the idea that Mina's just going for everything. She's like, like she's not as desperate as Raka seemed. Nor, and, like, this match was actually more back and forward. But Mina, like, performed in a way that she was going all out. Uh... Like, she was not going to, like, mm, what's the best way to describe it? Like, she, she's just, like, motivated and decided to go all out for this 15-minute match. And so, like, there, there's a spot that I really like where Mina has Hayashishita on the top rope. And, and she can eliminate her if she, if she tosses her. But Hayashishita's not letting go. And so, just Shirakawa starts going, like, crazy clubbering and just going with every strike that you can but she can't uh get Hayashishita to drop and so it was like that those little um spots where you could see like that little uh motivation desperation and just uh like mindset that Shirikawa came in and this was really a really really good match uh like Shirakawa has been having really good matches of a late like hopefully people who who keep saying that she's not the best because she came from the idol side of tokyo joshi pro wrestling like maybe they'll finally like stop lying to themselves because shirakawa is a really good wrestler and it showed in this match hayashita looked fantastic but she's always pretty fantastic but like shirakawa in my opinion looked really really good um this was really, really fun a match. It went just slightly under 10 minutes too. I think it was like nine or nine and a half or so. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, next up, we had Sayaka Mitami defeat the white belt champion Tom Nakano in under six minutes. As a match, I didn't think this was like super strong, mainly because it was super short. Uh, like from those six minutes, Three of them were in the apron, I'm sure. Uh, they did a lot of apron spots. And that's how eventually uh, Kamitami defeated Nakano by doing like a head. Like, like she did like a like a springboard into leg scissors. And then she she did like that uh, Rey Mysterio or Chris Benoit where she uses the head scissors to, to pull you out of the ring and then drop you. And that's how Kamitami won. Um, it was... I, like I wouldn't say this was a fluke or an upset win, but it was an interesting win. Uh, I would imagine that we get Sayaka Mitani or Stamakano at one point post the tournament, 
um, regardless of who wins, I think I mean Daniel with this obviously earns the win, the a championship shot. I would imagine uh, a lesser show for sure, but still. And and so that was I don't know. It was good. Like for six minutes, I think they they achieved what they wanted and was to show Kamitami get the better of Nakano. And at the end, like in six minutes, Nakano still falls to the floor and she's like, "What? Like, oh my god, what what happened? You know?" Um, it's not like she was defeated. She just like, again, she was caught off guard and she fell to the floor. And that's the magic of the over the top rope elimination. If more promotions did that, I think that it would solve so many problems. Uh, granted, it only really works for tournaments uh, or maybe like those five on five elimination matches. But it's a really, really good tool that if you saw it in other promotions, it would really help, especially those promotions, especially American promotions that are like so crazy about pinning people. Uh, this would be like just a perfect tool. I don't know why people don't use it. And finally, we get to the main event of the night. Siuri defeated Natsuboy in uh, I think a lot of people are going to say this was the match of the night. I personally like Micah versus Konami more, but I think they were about the same. Uh, this was also under 10 minutes, uh, but it was just, this was like brutal. This was the brutal match of the night. Uh, Siuri kicked the shit out of Natsuboy. Uh, like, it was just like, it was not like leg slapping type of like kicks. It was like straight up just like, kick pads versus body sounding all over the arena uh i think at the end i saw like a bump on natsupoi's head i don't know at what point she just took a must have taken like a hell of a knock uh and, and natsupoi tries to work on siuri's leg to like cut her off but siuri was just like in killer instinct mode uh she she just at the end she beat natsupoi with i think two or three kicks to the head and that was it. This was a really good match. Uh, it, yeah, like I mean, yeah, like it was a fantastic match. Uh, it wasn't my favorite, but it's like, like right there up there. Uh, and after the match, uh, just Siori, like she was the only one that got a, the chance to cut a promo um, to the crowd since she was the main event, and she just said like, "I want to face Hayashishita in the second round because I want to beat her." And then I'm going to win the tournament. And then I'm going to go and win the red title. And that's it. So don't be surprised. If, like, I don't think they're going to be. They're going to do Shikai Shishita on the second uh, round. I think that would be wasting it. But I think that could be a perfect semifinal. I wouldn't do it for the finals. But maybe a perfect semifinal. Where Siuri defeats Hayashishita. And then on the other side. Uh. I don't know who else could go because, like I said, I had expected Asumi to go. I had expected Momo as a potential winner, uh, even though she's won it before. But given what we have left, so we have Himeka, we have Maika, we have Sayaka, Rina, Starlight Tokid, Mayu Watani, Julia, Hayashishita, Sayaka Mitani, and Siuri. Given the playing field, I think since Kamitami has a win over Nakano, I don't think Kamitami is winning. Hayashishita as the champion, I don't think she would win. Uh, because then she would just nominate Siuri. And that's a match that we already kind of have sealed in a way. 
I don't think Julia wins because Julia won. I, I think she won the previous one. Yes, I think so. And so I don't think they would do back to back. Mayu Watani has won it a lot of times. I don't think we're ready to go back to Mayu chasing championships. I think we can wait a little bit more. Rina's not going to win it. Sayaka's not going to win it. Himeka's not likely to win it. So we got Micah. We have Starlight Kid. We have Suri as I think the top contenders. And so those may be our finals, you know, like maybe a Micah versus Starlight Kid and a Suri versus Hayashishita. And then we can have Suri versus Starlight Kid uh, for finals. And now I, I think that'd be pretty good. Uh, because I think at this point, Starlight Kid beat Watanabe. Let's just go the way with Kid, uh, especially because we don't have like Asumi anymore. So may as well just go with Starlight Kid. But we won't know until April the 30th when the next show takes place. But um, this was a really easy show. Like even though we had so many matches, um, it was a really easy show to watch because the matches were all pretty short. Like the longest match went about 10 minutes. And so you can definitely go and check it out. Uh, totally recommended. The other show that I watched this weekend, uh, well, one of many, this was from April the 11th, DDT, April Fool 2021, also from Korakan Hall. This was the big uh, Danshoku Dino versus Junaki Yama match for the KOD Openweight Championship. And also this Mile Pisari, Harashima and Jujio Kawajachi versus Eruption, Kasusara Higuchi and Jukyo Sakaguchi KOD tag team title match. Those were the two big matches that were um, in the card for this show. Uh, but I guess we can go uh, from main event down and let's start with Junakijama defeating Dan Shokudino. This was actually. It was a pretty good match. I think this was as good as it would have gotten. I don't think you could have done a lot better given this combination of wrestlers. And like I say that in the sense that neither wrestler had to betray their character in order to give you a good match. Like sometimes when people give uh, Toriano uh, higher ratings is because he stops doing comedy and he does like a little bit of wrestling and so people think like oh my god Toriyano ooh la la but realistically like in this match Danshoku Dino never stopped being Dino and I think that is that is a really big deal uh, for his character obviously but also just like uh, you know, for, for the integrity of what the match was supposed to represent. Like, Juna Kijama came out with Junresu, you know, his his uh, straight wrestling guys. And then on the other side, you have Danchokudino. And his his seconds, his corner was Super Sasadango Machine. He had Akito. He had uh, Masa Takahashi. Uh, he had Antonio Honda and Owashi, you know, those type of wrestlers, the comedy wrestlers. And I think that was like a really, really good clash. And th the match itself was the clash of the serious wrestler versus the DDT comedy wrestler. And the match actually played out, I think, pretty well for both men's strength. Uh, Juna Kijama 
uh, at first he was like just like being caught off guard by Dino's approach to wrestling by you know I mean just going for his for his testicles or trying to pull down his pants eventually Akijama just like snaps and he's like all right let's let's just do this and he starts beating the shit out of Dino and then Dino starts to show that he's willing to go all the way uh to defeat Akiyama and he has he pulls out like he had a video just to distract Akiyama uh so he could recover uh Dino went like he he didn't only only hit the the Dino driver he hit the Shin Dino driver which is a Dino driver without any more uh layers of clothing between Akiyama's head and Dino's uh penis uh he even like it reached to the point where uh, Dino took off all his clothing and he went for his naked moonsault and uh which he he failed to land but like that was like a, a cool thing like he he went all out and by doing so he pushed Akiyama to a certain limit like this wasn't Akiyama like dragging himself to survive this was but this was Akiyama that like legit had to like get to the point where he had to treat Dino as a really big threat because if he didn't like he was gonna lose the title uh and so that was really that was really good for for both guys's uh character I guess progression at this point because like this match shows Akiyama that you know you're here doing all your like like serious wrestling gimmick but and you laugh pretty much at the comedy guys but the comedy guys they, they have their thing and if you like if you underestimate us like we can beat you in the same way you know it pushes dino just to a level where it it shows that he needs to push forward and he needs to go all the way if he wants to hang out with the big boys and so i really enjoyed it um like like i said i think this was as good as it could have been giving the things the match that wasn't as good as it could have been because I actually found it kind of underwhelming was the KOD tag team title match with Harashima and Okawayashi defeating Eruption, Higuchi and Sakaguchi to win the titles. This went under 20 minutes. Um, the, the match itself, the layout was pretty exactly what it needed to be. They obviously gave us Okawayashi versus Higuchi in all its glory everything that we've been asking for for months now and they also did some callbacks to Harashima versus Sakaguchi match from the previous show uh, where Harashima defeated Sakaguchi and so they did some callbacks and teases with that and at the end it just came down to Okabayashi and Harashima pretty much like double teaming Sakaguchi uh, power bomb and then some mata combination for the win but I don't know like there was just something missing from this like if you compare the eruption versus the sauna club match or the Nautilus matches where they won the titles, this really didn't live up to that level. Um, and I don't know, like Hashima and Okawa, yes, you're still fantastic wrestlers, but uh, I don't know. It just, it just didn't work out. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if, uh, they i don't know like it's really hard to say uh because they did exactly what the match had to do they had to give us a kawayashi and higuchi and they had to give us harashima and sakaguchi but
but I don't know, just certain things didn't like work out. Maybe it was the pace of the match, uh, because the other matches do tend to have a longer pace. Maybe it was the time of the match, uh, because this match, uh, they had to leave time for the main event, and so they went shorter. I don't know, maybe. Uh, but yeah, uh, and for that matter, like I'm not super excited for Eruption losing the titles. I understand that there's a lot you can do right now with Harashima and Okabayashi. Um, they actually already have contenders, and, and I'll mention that in a little bit. But I don't know, like I just felt like Higuchi and Sakaguchi could have gone longer, especially, especially because during the show, Naomi Yoshimura came to the show and he announced that he is returning in May. I think he said May the 9th. And so that's less than a month where you can do one rematch of Nautilus and Eruption before you you decide to like, like, I don't know if they're going to break up Nautilus for sure because Naomi requested a match against Weno. And Weno right now is, a son, is in, with the Sauna Club. So I don't know what's going to happen with Shishimura if, if the match... Uh, turns out to be like a heel turn for Yoshimura, then th that's perfectly okay. But I thought that you could have done one final uh, Nautilus eruption rematch where Nautilus loses again, and that is a trigger that causes Yoshimura to turn on Bueno, if that is to be the case. If not, if they want to continue as a team, then that is the way to start the whole thing, you know, by losing and then rebuilding. And so uh, by that, by losing uh, the title's eruption here, uh, you lost that thing, you know, and it was just a matter of a month, and you could have had that really good story, that bookend to to that the whole thing, and then after that match, you can have Higuchi and Sakaguchi lose the title to Harashima no Kawayashi at any point, uh, if it's really that important to have them as a team. Um, I think DDT just really, really wants to have Okabayashi in the promotion right now. And so they're, they're giving him a team to like seal him up, similar to Junakiyama. Uh, but and then going back to the to also against the main events, like we had a couple of challenges. Uh, after Junakiyama defeated Dino, Harashima came out and said, like, hey, Akiyama, like you've been running over DDT, but you haven't like I haven't lost to you. And Akiyama said, like, okay, so I just defeated one I one of the two icons of DDT, Tenshoku Dino. You are the other icon. Like, I want to defeat you. And, and it is kind of like this this the thing, you know, because uh when we think DDT, the two aspects of DDT, the wrestling side and the comedy side, Tenshoku Dino has been the icon of the comedy side. Harashima has been the ace of the work rate side, and so Juraki Jama wants to defeat them both. Uh, he already defeated Endo, uh, and so, and he kind of already defeated Takeshita, who, who I think will eventually come back and win the title. And so it is booked Harashima versus uh, Akiyama for the Cyber uh, Fight Festival. That's the big Super Saitama show in June. So that is going to be fantastic. I do not expect Tarashima to win the title there, but you know that's going to be a really, really big show. And in return, uh, Akiyama said, "Like, okay, so I'll give you the title shot, but how about in return, you give me and Oishi a shot at the tag titles?" You know, uh, I don't know when that show is going to take place, 
I I think they gave us a, t a date. I just didn't write it down, but uh, that is also on the books already. Uh, so it's going to be Juratsu versus Smile Pisari. The rest of the show uh, was okay. Uh, let's go back for all the way to the top. Uh, in the openers, Hideki Okatani defeated Toy Kojima. You know, your usual uh, rookie match. Good stuff. In his debut, Juja Kuroku uh, lost to Yusuke Okada. This was actually a really good uh, performance for Kuroku. He looked really good. He has a good body. He has really good energy. He is an amateur wrestler or former amateur wrestler, I guess. I don't know. Um, so he had like really good basics. He needs to work on his look, on his character. And obviously he needs to develop his arsenal like better. But he looked pretty good. And it also comes to show that Yusuke Okada is a fantastic, fantastic guy, you know, to be able to carry a guy debuting into a really good match. We had Chris Brooks, Saki Akai, Juki Ino, and Juki Onaya defeat Akito, Kazuki Hirata, Keigo Nakamura, and Makoto Ishii. This was kind of your comedy match, but it wasn't. It really didn't do a lot of comedy. Um... Really, the only like the funniest thing about this match was that since Brooks is the Universal Champion, Akai is the no, Brooks is the Extreme Champion, Akai is the Heavy Metal Weight Champion, and Naya is one uh, of the eight man champions. Yuki Ino came out with his like leather belt for her for his pants because <laughs> he didn't have a belt, and so he was just uh, par parading it around like if it was a championship. Um, uh, the, the, the strong thing about this match is that Akai pinned Nakamura. That's okay. But then after the match, Saki Akai, uh, she grabbed the, uh, the microphone and told Brooks, like, Hey, like every, every day or every show I see, I'm in the corner of eruption and I see Higuchi and Sakaguchi. They're, cha they're challenging for the top titles in the promotion and they're defending the, the tag team champions against everyone. Uh, which they eventually lost. I don't know if that's a good <laughs> thing to bring up anymore. But uh, Akai is saying, like, I want to, you know, like, to be strong like them. Uh, or not strong like them, but, like, she wants to put in the same amount of work as them. And so she is challenging Chris Brooks for the Extreme Championship. Uh, Brooks accepts Imabayashi, uh, director uh, Imabayashi this sells, says that this match is now going to be a title versus title since Akai has the heavy middleweight championship so both titles will be on the line I I wouldn't mind if Akai wins the extreme championship um, I really wouldn't mind whoever wins I think it's going to be good and I always enjoy seeing Chris Brooks and Saki Akai wrestle I, I, I like them as a tag team but as uh, opponents, I enjoyed it too. So that, that should be good. Uh, I think that's going to also be taking place where the Smile Pisari and Junretsu match will take place, I think. Uh, we had uh, the... Let me see. Oh, yes. We had Damnation, Matt Pauly, Nobuhiro Shinotami, and Tetsuya Endo defeat Antonio Honda, Gorgeous Matsuno, and Toru Owashi. So <clears throat> this one's a long one. Let me drink some water. Let me explain. This show is the last show of his of George, Gorgeous Matsuno's 
50s. Uh, by the time the next show happens, he will be 60 years old. And he had planned to do like a big 60 anniversary celebration. But I think uh, hit the venue he booked turned into either a, a COVID vaccine place or a testing place. And so he had to cancel. He's still planning to have a, like a, a match uh, to celebrate the birthday, but it won't be like I, I, it won't be a show. It will just be a match. And so this is the, the last match of his 50s. And so he's having this big match. He's so pumped up. He like challenges Tetsuya Endo to be like the first, uh, to, you know, to start the match, you know, like, come on, bring it in the you and me, you and me. 24 seconds later, Endo pins Gorgeous Matsuno. And that is it. That's the match. <laughs> and so, again, Director Imabayashi just runs down to the ring. He's pissed off. He's like, what the fuck, guys? Like, this is this is Matsuno's last match of his 50s. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you guys? Like, take it seriously. Referee, why did you even count the pin? Like, read the room. Like, don't you, like, recognize the situation that's going on? Like, uh, he told, like, Endo. Like, Matsuno's, like, a friend of your dad. Like, what the fuck is wrong? Why would you pin him? And so, in my way, she starts the match and restarts the match. And I guess since they gave uh, the opportunity at that point, um, Damnation decided, okay, so if we're going to like keep the match going, quote unquote, then we may as well just beat the shit out of Gorgeous Matsuno. And that's what they did. They kind of beat his ass. Uh, they would go for pins and then they would break them up and just beat his ass a, a little bit more. And at the end, eventually, they come down to Owashi and Honda getting the, the hot tags. Honda did the Gonda Fox. And at the end, Antonio Honda pinned Nobuhiroshi Matami. And I guess it makes sense because Honda is going into the tag team tournament that's starting soon. And when you see that tournament, the whole field, Honda is the guy that probably needs the more uh, buildup. Because uh, he has like zero credibility when it comes to, I mean, to winning matches for that matter. And so I, I could understand why he got the win over Nobuhiro. Uh, it's not like he won it by himself, you know, it was a, it was a, a team effort. But yeah, that was like the whole thing. It was, it was pretty fun. Like, especially like the first match was like 24 seconds. And it was just like over. It was fantastic. And in the final match that I haven't mentioned, Damnation, this time there was a team of Daisuke Sasaki, Soma Takao, and Juji Hino defeated the Sauna Kamina team of Mao, Shuna Katsumata, and Yuki Ueno. Uh, I think last week I was like, what the fuck is the 37 Kamina? But no, now I know it's Sanana, which sounds like Sauna. Uh, so the Sana, Sanana Kamina. Uh, this was really good. Um, I mean, it was really good. Hard to say there was the match of the night, obviously, because you had the two big main events. But it was a really, really good match. They they keep kind of teasing Ueno versus Sasaki. I don't know if they're ever going to pull that trigger. Uh, but they keep teasing it. They did a lot of Katsumata versus Hino just because the size difference. And they also did a lot of Yuki Ueno versus Takao. And that was really the the strong point of the match because that is the challenge that is currently up in the air. I, I think that's taking place all the way to May, where Soma Takao challenges for the Universal Championship against Ueno. 
and that was it that was the show um it was a, a fun show uh also pretty easy to sit down and watch uh it's it's a show that i think it's going to be really really polarizing because of the main event uh you either like comedy or you are dead inside and so I think that a lot of people are dead inside and will not like Dan Shogudino uh, versus Akiyama. But if you are a, you know, if you love the world and happiness, I think this match has, this match and this show has a lot of stuff for you. Uh, if you want work, work rate, I think there's like three matches that I think you would enjoy a lot. Uh, being the Jusko Okada and Koroku, I think you would enjoy Damnation versus the Son of the Kamina. And I think you would enjoy Pisati versus Eruption. Um, because like I said, it was a good match. It just, I think I just overhyped myself. And so maybe I, it didn't live to my expectations, but it probably lived to many people's expectations. Uh, but yeah, like this was a, a fun match, um, a fun show overall. I enjoyed it, and that was DDT. And so, I think we're gonna have to run through this really quick because we have three shows down of the AJ, AJPW All Japan Pro Wrestling Champion Carnival 2021. Uh, it is a one block field, 10 men. Shujijikawa, Kojidoi, Kohei Sato, Suwama, Shinhiro Tani, Juma Oyagi, Jake Lee, Shotaro Ashino, Suze, and Kento Miyahara. Uh, as a big summary of the first three nights, I think it's been it's been good, better than last year, but not mind blowing. Um, I just haven't had my mind blown by any match and that is counting matches like Suze versus Miyahara or Suwama versus Suze or we had Miyahara versus Shinhiro Tani or Suze versus Ishikawa like there's been a couple of like good combinations I just haven't had my mind blown and like my first big complaint about the calendar of uh, well, not the calendar, like just the shows of the Champion Carnival is that every show opens with the same three matches. Uh, it's usually Evolution, the team of Dantamura and Hikaru Sato and whatever third person, be either like Koji Wamoto or Francisco Akira Francisco. Uh, so, and then they they wrestle next stream, the, the team of Atsuki Oyagi, Rising Hayato and Osera. And or Isanagi, like it's either or, <laughs> like those two are the combinations, and but it's always Dantamura and Sato versus Aoyagi and Hayato. And then on the second match, you usually have a total eclipse match of Omori, Tajiri, and Kodama versus uh, whatever team of Blackman Sore, uh, Takao Mori, and again, either Fran Akira Francesco or Koji Momoto or Isanagi <laughs> or whoever, and so. It's getting pretty, pretty boring. Uh, the third match, because it's it's three matches that they're taking uh, out of the time. It's usually uh, Joshitatsu and whoever uh, dude from Joshitatsu's team, like like Roji Sai or Ryuki Honda or whoever. Uh, so like, and it's a match with Joshitatsu. 
those matches are not getting like five minutes. Those matches are getting like from six to ten minutes. That is half an hour of watching the same matches every day. And that's half an hour that you're taking away from matches like um, Chotaro Ashino and Miyahara, who had a 12 minute match, or Jake Lee and, oh no, well, yeah, 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 Jake Lee and Kojido, you know, who had eight minutes. And so I haven't been fully enjoying the, the shows, like the overall show, like the, the first three matches, just like, it just feels like you're watching the same thing over and over again. Like, that is something that I sometimes complain about in New Japan. These guys are overdoing it worse because it's straight up the same wrestlers. And like in the first, in the sense, in the case of Total Eclipse, they're doing the same finish with uh, Hokuto Mori like hitting Black Mensa Red with a, uh, a belt. It's, uh, I don't know, like if, if they just continue doing it, I think I can just copy paste my thoughts for the previous match for the previous day. And that's about it. But going into the tournament, uh, like I said, like there's been a couple of good matches, but nothing has blown my mind away. In the first night, we saw Shuji Shikawa defeat Koji Doi. This was okay. Uh, you know, like the thing that right now with this uh, tournament is that there's a lot of hosses. And so there's a lot of hoss wrestling. If you like hosses just beating the shit out of each other, this is a tournament for you. Ishikawa beat Doi. And the second the second match, Sato defeated Suwama. I dreaded this match. I didn't like. I wasn't a big fan of their title match. And with Sato getting his win back, I don't know why. I am dreading a second title match. I don't know why Sato defeated Suwama. Otani defeated Aoyagi in a really good match. I this was my second favorite of the night. In the fourth match of the first night, we saw Jake Lee defeat Chotaro Ashino. This actually went less than four minutes. This was more of an angle where uh, Jake Lee defeated Ashino by pulling the ref and then uh, like attacking Ashino with a bunch of knees. This, I feared, was going to become like... Like, we already saw Hokuto Mori uh, go for title shot, title build shots. And so I was worried that Jake Lee is going to establish himself as attack behind the referee's uh, sight type of guy. He hasn't really done it in the rest of the of the shows. So I'm not like fully defeated yet, but it is a, a, a thin line to cross. But for me, this made perfect sense. Jake Lee versus Ashino is not a match that you want to spoil here. You may as well save it either for the finals or for a bigger confrontation beyond. <clears throat> if if I was booking, I would have like this match go this way. Have Jake Lee win the carnival, defeat Suwama, and then Ashino can chase Lee with the title and Ashino can win the title. That's the way that I would do it. Uh, but if they want to do it on the finals and have Ashino defeat Jake Lee in the finals, that I think that's also pretty well. That's okay. They're both pretty high stakes matches. Uh, and then in the main event, Suze defeated Kento Miyahara. This was a rematch from last year's uh, finals, and Suze won again. So uh, Miyahara's actually not doing so well right now. <laughs> but we can go over the points at the very end of the of the the review of the three nights. Uh, on the second night, we saw Aoyagi defeat Chotaro Ashino. Match was pretty good. 
Doi defeats Sato this win under five minutes. It was a really, really I didn't like this match. It just felt like it just felt like nothing. Uh, a bunch of like shoulder tackles, strikes, like one submission attempt, one like maybe slam. Uh, then Doi sold like for a whole minute <laughs> of those five minutes, and then he just got up, hit a couple of moves, and won. Like, like I don't know. I I didn't enjoy. I I don't like Sato. I I just cannot get into Sato. Suz defeated Ishikawa. This was a really good match. Miyahara defeated Otani. This was a great match. Uh, match of the night of the second night. And Suwama defeated Jake Lee. Which was, again, I think it was the right decision to have uh, Suwama defeat Jake Lee. Especially if Jake Lee is going to win either the tournament or just like eventually um, dethrone Suwama. I don't know. But like I thought it was good to have Suwama defeat Lee at this point of the tournament. Uh, I mean, don't forget, Suwama's your champion. And spoilers for night three. There's been three shows and Suwama has lost two matches. And he is your champion. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. So in the third night, we only had four matches for the tournament. Um, Sato and Otani took the night off. Uh, they're probably going to start like doing... Uh, four match shows later on too, so wrestlers have an extra night to take off, uh, which I, it's okay. Like it, it gets you like an extra show at the end, and so it's good. But the tournament matches in this show saw Jake Lee defeat Koji Doi in what act like okay. So they they started the match teasing the whole like lay down for me and I will pin you, and then the other guy. Uh, reverses that pin and then they just had a match like to me they just could have skipped that whole thing and just had a good match and then end up with both guys saying like hey like we're still in the same team and we're still in this together and wh that's what they did they just did the that tease in the start that really hurt the match in my opinion well not hurt it but it was completely unnecessary it was a waste of time they just shouldn't have a competitive match and that's it um Ishikawa defeated Aoyagi, which was good. Uh, Chotaro Ashino defeated Miyahara. At this point, Ashino was 0-2 uh, with zero points. And granted, with such a short field and calendar, you can't go many matches uh, into a losing streak before you actually like just straight up mathematically get eliminated. Uh, so I guess it was okay for Ashino to get this win, but I just feel like it, this shouldn't have been Miyahara. I think they should have kept Ashino Miyahara for later down the road when it was a bigger like do or die type of match because this wasn't yet do or die. Or if it was like the the match to to let Ashino go to the finals type of thing. Uh, but no, they they did it here. Ashino Miyahara. The match was good. Um, it went about twelve minutes, which was that that was like the average. Only main events have been getting more. And in the main event, we had Suze defeat Suwama in under 20 minutes. This was easily the match of the night. Uh, Suwama has just been fantastic. He's right now 3-0, so that tells me that he's going to take a spell later on. He may make the finals, but I just don't see it. I think he's going to, to be like one win away from making the finals. Uh, but like he's defeated right now. Uh, Ishikawa Suwama and Miyahara. No, 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 wait. Not Miyahara. Uh, he defeated Ishikawa. He defeated... Oh, yeah, Miyahara in the first night, yes. 
and then Suwama. So that kind of tells me that he's going to end up dropping losses to guys like Sato and probably Doi and probably like maybe Otani. And so that's kind of weird. Uh, I think Sus could have easily taken a loss to like Ishikawa, for instance, you know. But that is the current status of the All Japan Champion Carnival. <clears throat> uh, if we're going to see the, the, the tables, let me, uh, at the top of the table, we have Suze with six points. Then we have Jake Lee with four. We had Chuji Jikawa with four. And then everyone else has two. Um, Yahara, Sato, Doi, Otani, Suwama, and Aoyagi. And Ashino have two points. Uh, but granted, Sato and Otani have uh, one match less than the rest of the guys. So in a sense, they could be one of those could be uh, at four points right now. But that is it for the carnival. I will keep on watching, and I unless something miraculously happens, like I will cover the whole show. But like if not, I'll probably just continue like just going down really quick over the the happenings of each day. I think the next show takes place all the way to the seventeenth. Uh, they're taking a big break, so we have time for for that. And that is it for japan this week like i said there was just a lot of stuff that happened there was obviously other shows going around uh that i just didn't get to watch uh there was the gcw marathon which i didn't actually watch anything i really really tried to watch the the blood sport show but I actually couldn't find the whole thing. I kept finding just like the main event for some reason. And like since I kind of like spent money on the rest of the stuff uh, for All Japan. And I, I wasn't like super excited to to pay for Bloodsport. So maybe if I have time later on, I will watch it. Uh, that's really like the main show that I'm interested to watch. And but yeah, like that is it for Japan. Uh, and yeah, as we have started in the last week and now this week, you know, it is time for the impact forecast. Impact Wrestling, Thursday, April the 15th. There are not a lot of matches or segments announced, but there was a big, well, not big, like Hardcore Justice two, took place on Saturday. Uh, a quick rundown of the results saw Josh Alexander and Petey Williams defeat Ace Austin, Madden Bolton, and Falaba and TJP. We saw Mahabali Shiro defeat Hernandez in a Shirley legal match. We saw Doug Gallows defeat Black Taurus. We saw Matt Cardona defeat Johnny Swinger in a Great American Bash match. Callihan defeated Sam Bealy in a squash match. Jake Something defeated Brian Myers in a blindfold hardcore match. Tennille Dashwood won the Impact Knockouts title uh, number one contendership match against uh, Alicia Edwards, Havoc, Jordan Grace, Rosemary, and Sue Young. Diana Parasso won a knockouts title versus career match defeating Jazz, uh, who she retired. And in the main event, Violent by Design, that being Diener, Eric Young, Joe Dorian, and Rhino defeated the team of Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, Trey McGill, and Willie Mack when they pinned Willie Mack. And so, coming out of that so far, uh, as of right now, Tuesday night, uh, the only things announced for Thursday is TJP versus Josh Alexander. 
and a retirement ceremony for jazz that is happening on thursday we have probably the debut of uh, taylor wilde i don't know if she's going to be added into rebellion or if she will debut at the rebellion or return at the rebellion but we also have that in the air uh, so far for rebellion we have rich swan versus kenny omega title versus title Finn Juice, the champions versus Good Brothers for the tag titles. We have Diana Parasso defending against Tennille Dashwood for the Knockouts Championship. And we have a match between Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. We have not a lot of time left for Rebellion. That is taking place on April the 25th. So this week, uh, not this week, but the next one will be the Go Home Show. And because of that, I think that's the main reason why there may not be many, many things announced for Thursday. They may probably want to uh, pull some stuff. And I mean, for that matter, I don't know exactly at one point they like the new t set of taping start or end. Uh, they usually end at this big shows and then. But like since we have only two shows left for rebellion they may have just taped throughout all the way to rebellion but anyway i think uh this given the the ending of hardcore justice i think we're going to see something with the escalation of violent by the sign getting a big match at rebellion i think we're going to see um trey miguel and sammy callahan uh probably do something um uh, either set up a tag team for rebellion or just straight up set up their match i don't know if they're at what point they're going to be doing and we saw like shira and rohi raju come back together so that may be something against hernandez uh but yeah like the hardcore justice was like such a random show that it's really hard to anticipate what's going to happen on thursday but that is what we have so far. So, hey, if you like surprises, I think Thursday is going to be full of surprises. And that is going to be it for this week of WRPX. Uh, remember to go to Spotify and iTunes to find the show. Uh, leave a like and leave a follow and leave a, a review if you can. Everything helps the algorithm to, to get us uh, to more people. Uh, you can go to wrpxpodcast.com where you can find every this and every other episode of the show. You can go to drestlingrevolution.com and you can find the written versions of each of the shows that we reviewed uh, today. And that is like every show that we reviewed. So if you want to see like more precise uh, thoughts of what I thought of the Champion Carnival or Hardcore Justice, that is the place to go. Uh, and remember, you can go to uh, DW Revolution on both Twitter and Instagram uh, for, you know, for all the, the posts and, and updates that we have for the podcast. And like I said, that is it. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, we will have probably more champion carnivals to talk about. And well, let's get ready for it. Adios, amigos. Have a good, good week. Well, that's about it. Son of a gun, we've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again. For Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>